Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is... Let's Flabber about <laughs> Wizards in Glass. Because, I love uh, how professional we are. Sometimes it's hard. It really is. Uh, today we are going over the fourth novel in the Stephen King saga, The Dark Tower. So, yeah, yeah, we are on part three, chapter three. Playing castles. Playing castles. Apparently only Jonas is playing castles, because it's all we hear about in this chapter. This is pretty much the Jonas, the Jonas chapter. It's like uh, the Jonas Brothers, but less well, musical. Jonas and a little bit of Rhea. Yeah, a tiny bit of her. A very, very tiny bit of her. That's about it. But a lot of Jonas. This is definitely is a Jonas's chapter. So, once again, they start off by talking about the weather again. Yes. I think it's, it's really bad messy. weather. It's hard time for picking apples. People be breaking their legs and backs. And it's pretty extreme. Like, I might want to be a little safer while picking these apples. I mean, you do it every single year. So maybe you could figure it out at some point without breaking everybody in the process. No. That would make sense. And that's not allowed in this world. Apparently not says, uh, the work volunteers waited with increasing nervousness for the weather to break so they could begin again. It was bad weather for young men whose job it was to take inventory, although they were at least able to... Again, I gotta turn it way up again. Okay, so I'm screaming at them. Pretty much, pretty okay, much. that's nice. Okay. It was bad weather for young men whose job it was to take inventory, although they were at least able to begin visiting barns and counting stock. It was good weather for a young man and a young woman who had discovered the joys of physical love, you would have said. But Roland and Susan met only twice during the run of gray weather. The danger of what they were doing was now almost palpable. So, even though this is nice, cozy, stay-inside weather, Roland and Susan cannot enjoy it. I feel so bad More for them. More than twice. <laughs> In so, so many ways. Roland has screwed over his friends so bad at this point. And we find out even more so in this chapter how much Roland has really messed up. Roland, Roland, Roland. Ah, good times, good times. On one of these brisk and sunny days, Eldred Jones stepped out, into the sh stepped out of the sheriff's office and walked up Hill Street towards Green Heart. He was free of both the Pape and Reynolds this morning. They had ridden out to the Hanging Rock together looking for... Latigo, Latag, Latigo, Latigo, Outriders, who must come soon, must come soon. Now, and Jonah's plan was simple: to have a glass of beer in the pavilion and watch the preparations that were going on. And other stuff, nothing important. The pain in his hip had faded with the damp weather. The painful lurching stride, which with which he had moved for the last week or so had been had become a mere limp again. Perhaps just a beer or two in the open air would be enough. But the thought of a girl would wouldn't quite leave his head. Young, clear skinned, high breasted, apparently, fresh sweet breath, fresh sweet lips. Mr Jonas. Eldred? He turned, smiled to the owner of the voice. No dewy complexed flower glory with flower girl with wide eyes and moist parted lips stood there but a skinny woman 
edging into the late middle age, flat chest, flat bum, tight pale lips, hair scooped so tight against her skull that it f- fair it fair screamed. Only the wide eyes corresponded with the daydream. I believe I've made a conquest, Jonas thought. Sardo... Sardonically. 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 That's a fun word. Why Cordelia, he said, reaching out and taking the hand in both of his. How lovely you look this morning. No. Yeah, we had a great description of her a second ago. Yeah, lovely was the word I would use. Yes, of course. Just lovely. She's a lovely woman. You didn't know that? She's absolutely lovely. Mm, God, I hate that woman <laughs> so much. Even more in this chapter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like this, too. Oh. Oh, why could I help? Okay. Thin color came up to her cheeks, and she laughed a little. For a moment, she looked 45 instead of 60. And she's not 60, Jonas thought. Lines <laughs> around her mouth and... She- uh, and the shadow under her eyes. Those are new. She looked 45 instead of 60. But she's not 60. She's stressed, okay? The woman's stressed. So she looks like an old woman. And just flat. And this hair that's pulling her face back like a skull. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Cordelia is. She's stressed. Okay? She's a very stressed Oh, woman. so stressed. Okay. Her pimp life is hard, okay? (laughs) You're very kind, she said, but I know better. I haven't been sleeping, and when women my age don't sleep, they grow old rapidly. I'm sorry to hear you're sleeping badly, he said, but now that the weather's changed, perhaps it's not the weather. Might I speak to you, Eldred? I've thought and thought, and you're the only one I dare to turn to for advice. His smile widened. He placed her hand through his arm, then covered it with his own. Now her blush was like fire. With all that blood in her head, she might talk for hours. And Jonas had an idea that every word would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Even more so in this chapter, it does say that Rhea had nothing to do with her suspicions. Yes, I did. I, I did note that. So, this is just Cordelia being just the evil little snoopy little woman she is. Oh. All fair days are pleasant, but reaping turns us all into children again, don't you find? Cordelia asked. Yes, indeed, jo- said Jonas, who hadn't felt like a child even when he had been one. What I still like best is the bonfire, she said, looking toward the great pile of sticks and boards that was being constructed at the far end of the park. Ca- cater, cater, I think, ca- cater corner? Because usually it's caddy corner, so I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> There's no telling. It looked like a large wooden teepee. I love it when the townsfolk bring their stuffy guys and throw them on. Barbaric, but it always gives me such a pleasant shiver. You had to note the bonfire. I figure it's important we note oh, yeah. the bonfire. Of course. I, Jonas said, and wondered if it would give her a pleasant shiver to know that three of the stuffy guys thrown onto the Reap Night bonfire this year were apt to smell like pork and scream like harpies as they burned. If his luck was in, the one that screamed the longest would be the one with the pale blue eyes. Yeah, Jonas is really looking for some revenge here. Really looking for that revenge. Nah, they're buds. Him and Roland are best buds. Oh, best buds. Uh, when the girl was gone, he poured out 
He poured out. Uh, put the teapot back in its trivet, then covered her hand with his. Now, Cordelia, he said in his trivet. Nope. <laughs> in his warmest tone, I can see something's troubling you. Come out with it. Confide in your friend Eldred. Mm-hmm. Just confide in Eldred. He's your best bud. He's your buddy. He's your friend. He's the good guy, the hero. Yeah, the good guy, the hero. Good old Eldred. Um, her lips pressed so tightly together that they almost disappeared, but not even that effort could stop their trembling. Her eyes filled with tears, swam with them, overspilled. He took his napkin and, leaning across the table, wiped the tears away. Tell me, he said tenderly. I will. I must tell somebody or go mad, but you must make one promise, Eldred. Of course, Molly. He saw her blush more furiously than ever at this harmless endearment and squeezed her hand. Anything. You mustn't tell Hart, that disgusting spider of a chancellor, either, but especially not the mayor. If I'm right in what I suspect and he found out, he could send her west. She almost moaned this as if comprehending it as a real fact for the first time. He could send us both west. Maintaining his sympathetic smile, he said, Not a word to Mayor Thorne, not a word to Kimba Rymer. Promise. For a moment, he thought that she wouldn't take the plunge, or perhaps couldn't. Then in a low, gaspy voice that sounded like ripping cloth, she said a single word, Dearborn. Dearborn. He felt his heart take a bump at the name, and that had been so much in his mind now past her lips. And although he continued to smile, he could not forbear a single hard squeeze of her fingers that made her wince. I'm sorry, he said. It's just that you startled me a little. Dearborn, a well-spoken enough lad, but I wonder if he's entirely trustworthy. I fear he's been with my Susan. Now it was her turn to squeeze, but Jonas didn't mind. He hardly felt it, in fact. He continued to smile, hoping he did not look as flabbergasted as he felt. I fear he's been with her, as a man is with a woman. Oh, how terrible this is. Horrible. Horrible this is. Like, it's interesting. You just chose that word. <laughs> just changed it completely. Not that it really matters, but it's like... <laughs> it still works. <laughs> it still completely works. Uh, I don't like him, she said. Don't like him. Don't trust him. None of those three with their fancy in-world bows and insolent eyes and strange ways of talking. But him in particular... Yet if anything's gone on betwixt the two of them, and I'm so afraid it has, it comes back to her, doesn't it? It's the woman, after all, who must refuse the bestial impulses. He must. leaned over the table, looking at her with warm sympathy. Tell me everything, Cordelia. And she did. All of this from a... Yeah. That's it! That was all I took! No, it's because she almost saw this. I mean, she saw <laughs> that, and that was it. There was, there was nothing else. She must be sleeping with him. It's the end of the world. They must be conspiring. She hasn't seen enough anime dance groups in the hall. It's just, it's a lot. It's insanely suspicious. Oh, that's great. It hasn't opened. It's yours. I see that. <laughs> well, I've had an opened one here for a while. Yeah, I, I finally just gave it to Aspen because I was half the time they start smelling like plastic if you just leave them out for too long. I was like, it's probably time for it to just change. Yeah. 
See how long it takes me to get through a bottle. And now we're back to Rhea. Oh, good old Rhea. Which, there's, there's one part that's completely insignificant to the entire book, but I'm just like, what the hell, lady? Oh, no, there's not a lot here worth noteworthy particularly, but... No, it's just pretty much just that she has a mission for her cat. That's pretty much all I have noted. And you got much here. Just her looking into the ball. Yep. She get, she's. It does note that after she came up with that plan of, if I get the girl in trouble, my life is still going to be good. The vision started coming again. The ball started working for her again. So I did mention that, and then she'd been so wrapped up in the ball, she completely forgot the entire plot, and then was like, oh yeah, that's right, I was going to ruin her life. Yeah, pretty much. Right there in her... Rhea had temporarily forgotten about Susan Delgado. Or forgotten that Susan Delgado was alive. (laughs) (laughs) Now, however, she remembered her plan. Set the cat among the pigeons. And speaking of cats, Musty, yoo-hoo, Musty, where are ye? (laughs) The cat came oiling, and she sends the cat off on an errand. But no, the thing that I was like, excuse me, what the hell, was... It says, Rhea had pulled... Okay. He jumped into her lap. I've an errand for ye, she said, bending over to lick the cat. Oh, lick the cat. <laughs> the entrancing taste of Musty's fur filled her mouth and throat. The hell, lady. I, it, it is a little strange, but she's for a, a very strange woman. a six-legged mutie cat, life was good. Because having a nasty old lady lick you is just amazing, apparently. I mean, I guess. I'm going to just, I'm going to not board that train. It's a little much. Uh, Jonas got rid of Cordelia as soon as he could. Although not as soon as he would have liked. Because he had to keep the scrony bent sweetened up. She might come in handy another time. In the end, he had kissed her on the corner of her mouth, which... Caused her to turn violently red. Uh, he feared she might have a brainstorm. He told her that he would check into the matter, which so concerned her. But discreetly, she said, alarmed. Yes, he said. Um, says uh, he would be discreet. Discretion was his middle name. He knew Cordelia wouldn't couldn't be eased until she knew for sure. But he guessed it would turn out to be nothing but vapor. Teenagers loved to dramatize, didn't they? And if the young lass saw that her aunt was afraid of something, she might well feed auntie's fears instead of allying them. So yes, she, Susan was the kind of person to see that Cord was getting distraught and suspicious and was like, you know what, I'll I'll mess with her. I'll mess with her. (laughs) That'd be funny. Just, I'm gonna run around and pretend I'm, you know, messing around with people just so that she's stressed out. Yes, isn't that really her? No, no, that's not. That's not Susan. See, Jonas goes to get his horse, runs into some kids. Yeah, uh, which they were. Yeah, they mentioned. They were mentioned that Rhea saw them in the crystal ball. That, cutting off dog tails. Yep, yeah, cutting off dog tails and calling themselves the Big Coffin Hunters. Yes. Yeah. Jonas scares him off. Oh, yeah. With a gun. Yeah. Just pulls his gun on a bunch of kids. Yeah. Seems about right to me. 
It says, and what in God's names was he doing pulling iron on a bunch of young hellions like that? Being upset, he thought. Being worried. He was worried, all right. Um, but, okay, yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> I like so many names for Cornelia. I, like, I was like, should I read it? Yeah, well, I was, it was that entire area. But it says, um, the old bitty suspicions had upset him greatly. Not on Thorin's account. As far as Jonas was concerned, he, Dearborn, could screw the girl in town square at high noon. But because it suggested that Dearborn might have fooled him about other things. Crept up behind you once, he did, and you swore it'd never happen again. But if he's been diddling that girl, it has happened again. Hasn't it? Aye, as they said in these parts, if the boy had had the impertinence to begin an affair with the mayor's gilly in waiting, and the incredible slyness to get away with it, what did that do to Jonas's picture of three in-world brats who could barely find their own behinds with both hands and a candle? We underestimated them once, and they made us look like monkeys, Clay had said. I don't want it to happen again. Had it happened again? How much really did Dearborn and his friends know? How much had they found out? And who had they told? If Dearborn had been able to get away with pronging the mayor's chosen to put something that large over Eldris Jonas on everyone? Yeah, now Jonas is getting a little worried about it. Hmm. He was already a little worried. But now with this information, hmm. Yeah. It's like he was like, uh, it's just everyone's suspicions. And now everyone's suspicions are starting to get a little too close to home. Pretty much. He had ridden away from things before. When intuition whispered plenty of things. But there would be no riding away from this. He had vowed vengeance on the breaths. And while he had broke a bushel of promises made to others. He had never broken one made to himself. You just keep looking at your page. Well, no, I was, at, I was just seeing where I was. Okay. And then there was John Farson to consider. Jonas had never spoken to the good man himself and never wanted to. Farson was reputed to be Whimsically, dangerously insane. That's a that that that's who everybody seems to want running things. That's beautiful. That guy. Yeah. Sure. It's because by the time they probably found out his he was whimsical and dangerous, they were like, "It's too late. We're all gonna die. Let's just cheer." Ah, uh, yeah. But he had dealings with George Latigo, who would probably be leaving the troops of Farson's men. That would arrive any day now. It was Latigo who had hired the big coffin hunters in the first place, paying a huge cash advance, which Jonas hadn't yet shared with Reynolds in the paper. <laughs> hmm, Jonas is just keeping some things there for himself, huh? It's a bonus from me. And promising an even larger piece of the war spoil if the affiliation's major forces were wiped out in or around the shaved mountains. So, yeah... It's always weird when they put the little chica over the eaves and stuff. Because it's like, how fancy do we need to get with this word? Is it shaved mountains? Is it chavade? What I mean, are we talking about here? Right. I mean, I need to pay attention to that, but I mean, it's there. It's just one of those... It's like, out of all the words in this book, let's just randomly throw some nice little... Whatever that's called. Above the word shaved. 
Or Shavad. 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 I don't know. Who knows? That's fun. It says, if they failed, it was very likely that their heads would end up being whacked out about by Farson and his aides in their nightly polo games. It could happen, and Jonas knew it. No doubt someday it would happen. But when his head finally parted company from his shoulders, the divorce wouldn't be caused by any such smarms as Dearborn and his friends, no matter whose bloodline they had descended from. But if he's been having an affair with Thorne's autumn treat, if he's been able to keep such a secret as that, what others has he been keeping? Perhaps he is playing castles with you. If so, he wouldn't play for long. The first time young Mr. Dearborn poked his nose around his hillock, Jonas would be there to shoot it off for him. You know what? I think they've been poking their noses around a lot more than you're aware, Jonas. The question for the present was where to go first. Out to the barquet to take a long overdue look at the boys' living quarters? He could. They would be counting barony horses on the drop, all three of them. But it wasn't over horses that he might lose his head, was it? No, the horses was just a small added attraction, as far as the good man was concerned. Jonas rode for Sitgo instead. Yeah, Sitgo. I'm just loving how many... It's kind of like how... Uh, Cord comes up with names for everybody. Oh, Miss Young is so young and pretty, blah, blah, blah. And apparently Jonas is coming up with every possible way that he can to describe Susan to Thorin. <laughs> First, he checked the tinkers. They were just as... Just, they were just as had been and should be. Lined up in a neat row with a new wills ready to roll when the time came. And hidden behind their new camouflage, some of the screening pine branches were turning yellow at the tips. But the recent spell of rain had kept them admirably fresh. There had been no tampering that Jonas could see. Next, he climbed the hill, walked along the pipeline, and passed more and more frequently and paused more and more frequently to rest. By the time he reached the rut gate between the slope and the oil patch, his bad leg was paining him severely. He studied, studied the gate, frowning over the smudges he saw at the top rung. They might mean nothing, but Jonas thought someone might have climbed over the gate rather than risk opening it if they had to fall off its hinges and having it fall off the hinges, which I think they exactly what they had done. Climbed right on over that gate. What? Did we ever... Did Jonas ever say why he had a bum leg? I think he got... Pretty sure he did. It. I think he got broken by court. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Before okay. he was sent west from losing. Yeah. Was it court or was it court's... Maybe it was, maybe it was court's father, father or something. yeah. But one of them. Yeah. Okay, now I'm re like right after you said it, my brain's like, ah, oh, we read this, we read we, this. We did but read yeah, that. I'm just, pretty sure that's what happened. It was just like I can't remember for a minute there. Um. He started back the way he had come, meaning to descend the slope to the horse, to his horse, and ride back to town. His leg was aching like fury, and he wanted a stiff drink to quiet it down. The punk, the bunkhouse of the barcade could wait another day. 
He got halfway to the gate, saw the weedy spur track uh, tying Sitko to the great road inside. There would be nothing on that little strip of road to see. But now that he's come all this way, out here, he's opposed he should finish the job. You know what? I would have preferred if he didn't. Just keep going. Keep going, Jonas. It's fine. Uh, Bugger finishing the job. I want a drink. But But Roland wasn't the only one who sometimes found his wishes overruled by training. Jonas sighed, rubbed his leg, then walked back to the weedy twin ruts where it seemed there was something to find after all. Of course there was. It lay in the greasy ditch less than a dozen paces from the place where the old road joined the great road. At first, he only he saw only a smooth white shape in the weeds and thought it was a stone. Then he saw black roundness that could only be eye holes. Not a stone. Then a skull. Grunted Jonas knelt and fished it out while... The few living derricks continued to squall and thump behind him. A rook's skull. <laughs> oh, well, there's the lookout. So I assume this is from when they were supposed to be watching out while Susan and... And him went okay. yeah. They were like, hanging don't... out right there and somehow Cuthbert lost the rook there. He called it the lookout, Jonas murmured. Put it on the horn of his saddle sometimes, didn't he? And sometimes wore it around his neck like a pendant. Yes, the youngster had been wearing it so that night in the traveler's rest when... Jonas turned the bird's skull. Something rattled inside like a last lonely thought. Jonas tilted it, shook it over into his palm, and a fragment of gold chain dropped out. That was how the boy had been wearing it. At some point, the chain had broken, the skull had fallen in the ditch, and Cy Heath had never troubled to go looking for it. The thought that someone might find it had probably never crossed his mind. Boys were careless. It was a wonder any ever grew up to be men. Um, he had a... Okay. He had to assume they had seen the tankers, camouflage or no camouflage, and if not for the chance of finding the skull, he never would have known for sure one way or the other. When I finish with them, their eye sockets will be as empty as yours, Sir Rook. I'll gouge them clean myself. He started to throw the skull away, then changed his mind. It might come in handy. Carrying it in one hand, he started back to where he left his horse. Now Jonas is going to be insanely suspicious, and he he has too much confirmation they know too much now. Yes. It's like... First, it was just rumors. It was just, maybe they noticed this, maybe this happened, maybe they're counting way too long over there, and he just kind of brushed it. They're a bunch of dumb kids. Yes. Now it's like, oh, they've kept a whole bunch of secrets. Oh, they've been out here already. Oh. Mm. And so now for pretty much the last bit of this chapter, we are with Coral Throne. The Coral Thorin, which is Hart's sister. Which is a couple pages of really nothing important. Up to Just, up to when Jonas finally arrives. Pretty much, well, he's been there. He's been sitting at the end of the bar, pretty much. Okay, well, yeah. until we actually, or let me rephrase that. Up until whatever, the cat shows up. Yes. I think there's Rusty. nothing important between here and there. No, she's on describing her and her bar and who she is. She's just complaining pretty much that she is a bitter old... 
she's a bitter woman that she had goals and dreams and stuff in life and it never happened and now she owns a bar and is a alcoholic yeah a drunken alcoholic where did i go wrong she asked herself in the oh but that is one thing it says oh dear man jesus where did this straying sinner child go wrong can you say hallelujah she sounded so much like the wandering preacher woman that had come through town the year before. Pittston, her name had been. Sylvia Pittston. Oh, I'm, I completely missed that the first time. Yeah. A nice little callback to uh, the first book. Yes. So this was the crazy preacher woman who pretty much claimed that Roland was the devil and everybody in town should kill him. Yes. And then somehow tranced everyone and him. then he killed everyone in yeah. town. Literally. Yeah. Everyone in town. Yeah. Tall, wasn't it? Wasn't it tall? I don't remember the name of the town. It's been um it's been about a year or so <laughs> since we read that particular thing. So I don't remember. Mm. Mm. So she pretty much there was two people in the in the bar besides um the normal three, which is Clay Reynolds and I assume Jonas, because Jonas was at the Jonas was at the bar, Clay and, or maybe not Clay, the pa- Reynolds. The paper isn't there, Reynolds is there, but yes. the paper's not. So Clay Reynolds is there. I don't remember his first name. It's Clay. Reynolds. Because he I says I know his Clay. last name is Reynolds. He says Clay, and then Re- it says Reynolds. So it's Clay Reynolds, or Ryan Reynolds, who knows. It could be Ryan Reynolds, I'm down with that. But he's playing, he's watching these other two people play a game. So, I and just... She scares the only other two people out of the bar. Yes, because she's mad. She has a hangover, okay? She has a huge hangover. People are pissing her off. She's done with life. Yeah. There was a crash as the card players overturned their table getting up. Reynolds had drawn his gun. Nay, she said in a quivering voice. She could barely... I don't know where barely came from. She could hardly recognize... Her eyeballs were pulsing and her heart was racing. People could die in fright. She realized that now. Nay, gentlemen, all's well. The six-legged freak standing on the bar opened its mouth, bared its needle fangs, and hissed again. Coral bent down, and as she, as her head passed below the, the waist, uh, going to explode, splitting head, picked up the bottle, saw that it was still... Quarter full and drank directly from the neck, no longer caring who saw her do it or what they might thought or what they think, what they thought, whatever. As I've heard her thoughts, Musty hissed again. He was wearing a red color this afternoon. On him, it looked bayful rather than jaunty. Beneath it was tucked a white scrap of paper. Uh, Want me to shoot it? A voice drawled. I will if you like. One slug, and won't be nothing left but claws. It was Jonas, standing just... Oh, I guess. What the hell? Inside the battery. See, that's what I thought. Because hmm. they mentioned someone just sitting at the end of the and bar. They mentioned someone at the oh. bar. But, I mean, yeah. this is Jonas. I mean, it looks like he just arrived. Otherwise, I don't think he'd be at the, the Batwings. It's a weird place to be, otherwise. Now, anyway, standing inside the bat wings, and although he looked not a whole lot better than she felt, Cora had no doubt he could do it. Oh, no, I have no doubt either he could, he could handle that. Uh, nay, the old woman will turn us all to locust, or something like, if ye kill her familiar. 
what woman? Jonas asks, crossing the room. Rhea? Something or another. Do what Hebo. Sure. Rhea of the Coops, she called. Ah, no. Oh, the witch. She's both. She's both, yeah. Jonas pet the cat a little, because why not? Uh, he asked if she'd share some of the, her, her, her fun little drink. She reached toward Musty. He hissed again, but allowed her to draw the note out from under his collar. She opened it and read the five words that were printed here. There. Here, there, whatever. I'm dry. Send the boy. Might I see, Jonas asked. With the first drink down and warming his belly, the world looked better. Why not? She handed him the note. Jonas looked, then handed it back. He had almost forgotten Rhea, and that wouldn't have done at all. Ah, but it, it was hard to remember everything, wasn't it? Shamey, um, Coral bawled. She could also feel the whiskey working. She felt almost human again. Shamey came in through the bat wings, hands grimy, pink sombrero bouncing on his back at the end of his... King, what did you do? End of his... Where Whatever word that is. I, Coral Thorin, here I be. She looked past him, calculating the sky. Not tonight, not even for Rhea. She wouldn't send Shimi up there after dark, and that was the end of it. Nothing, she said in a voice that was gentler than usual. Go back to your flowers and see that you cover them well. It bids frosty. She turned over Rhea's note and scrawled a single word on it. Tomorrow. This she folded and handed to Jonas. Stick it under the stink's collar for me, will ye? I don't want to touch him. Jonas did as he was asked. The cat favored him with a final wild green look, then leaped up from the bar and vanished beneath the bat wings. Time is short, Coral said. She hadn't the slightest idea of what she meant, but Jonas nodded in what appeared to be perfect understanding. Would you care to go upstairs with a closet drunk? I think he very much would like. But, give me a minute. Don't move a step. He walked across to where Reynolds sat. Drag up a chair, Eldred! I think not. There's a lady waiting. Reynolds' gaze flickered briefly towards the bar. You're joking. I never joke about women, Clay. Now mark me. Reynolds sat forward, eyes intent. Jonas was grateful. This wasn't de pape. Roy would do what you asked, and usually well enough, but only after you explained it to him half a dozen times. Go to Linny, he said. Tell him we want to put about a dozen men, no less than ten, out at yon oil patch. Good men who can get their heads down and keep them down, and not snap the trap too soon on an ambush. If ambushing required, tell him Brian Hookies to be in charge. He's got a level head, which is more than I can can be said for most of these poor things. Reynolds' eyes were hot and happy. You expect the brats? They've been up there once. Mayhap. They'll be out again. If so, you're to be you're to be cross fired and knocked down dead. And so, there. I don't know where I got you go. There to be crossfired and knocked down dead. And if once they come with, up, you're dead. Exactly. And once... <laughs> oh, God. Knocked down dead. At once and with no warning. You understand? Yar. I can't do it. I'm done. And the tale after? Why, that the oil and the tankers must have been their business. Jonah said with a crooked smile... 
to be taken to Farson at their command and by Confederates unknown, will be carried through the streets on the town's shoulders come reap, hailed as the men who rooted out the traitors. Where's Roy? Gone back to Hanging Rock. I saw him at noon. He says they're coming, Eldred. Says when the wind swings into the east, he can hear approaching horses. Maybe he only hears what he wants to hear. But he suspected DePape was right. Jonas's mood at rock bottom when he stepped into the traveler's rest was now very much on the rebound. We'll start moving the tanker soon, whether the brats come or not. At night and two by two, like the animals going on aboard Old Pa's Ark. He laughed at this, but we'll leave the we'll leave some. We'll leave stick. Okay, yeah. We'll leave some. Eh. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> like, like cheese in a trap. Suppose the mice don't come. Jonas shrugged. If not one way, another. I intend to press them a little more tomorrow. I want them angry, and I want them confused. Now go on about your business. I have young lady waiting. Better but you than me, Eldred. <laughs> That's right, he said. You'd she eat like fudge. So they spend the night together. Oh, do they ever. And they wake up. And Jonas is pretty much standing at the window and starts getting dressed. And she just asks him where he's up, where he's off to. And all the crisscross scars on his back. Yeah, that he th- she kind of wants to be like, hey, where'd you get those? But it was like, you know what, I'm not, it's, I'll leave it, I'll leave it. It says, Jonas yanked on his boots and went to the door, buckling his gun belt. He paused with his hand on the knob. She looked at him, grayish eyes already half filled with sleep again. I've never had better, Jonas said. Cora smiled. No, Cully, she said, nor I. Let's see. I'm going to bring up one little thing a little further up. Where are you off to, she asked. I believe I'm going to start by finding some paint. Any shade will do. And a street mutt still in possession of its tail. After that, sigh. I don't think you want to know. Hinting <laughs> for the next chapter. Which is titled Roland and Cuthbert. Because that's always a good sign. With the tension that those two have had with each other... Having an entire cha- chapter named out of the two of them is it's, probably not a good thing. It's all Roland's fault. It's all- <laughs> I mean, I love Roland to death. He's the star of the book. He's great, but young Roland was stupid. He was in love. And this next chapter is a biggin'. A biggin'. It's a biggin'. So, so we've got about 420. 420 for about 31 pages. Wow, that's a first in a while. Yeah, we haven't had a big chapter like this in a while. And my lady in the window is like right in the middle of it for some stupid reason. Uh, where, where, where mine is. Yours was already gone. Was it? Oh, no, that's really? way back here. Way up here. It's past the next chapter. Yeah, it's, okay. in the, it's in the middle of uh, Wizard's Rainbow. Oh. I mean, I lied. It is in the middle of Closing the Year. It's two more chapters ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> well... Maybe mine's not as off as I thought it was. So, yeah. So, yeah, the next one's 31 pages. Roland Cuthbert will be going to Wizard's Rainbow. Hmm. Again, it's a much bigger chapter we've had. Hopefully that means a lot's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We've had a... This has pretty much just been build-up chapters. Little tiny build-up chapters where everybody's pieces are falling into place. And so we're bound to just... Well, stuff's going to start happening. But, again, nice little setup. 
Jonas is very suspicious of the kids now. He is now on board. And um, I know some of what he does. I forget completely. I see some of this will be in the next chapter. I can't think of anything right now, but that's just me. Well, I know he goes out to the barcade. Well, yeah, I, I know that much. I know that much, but... But we'll get to that next week. Other than that, it was a pretty decent little chapter. It was Again, it was Eldred's chapter. It's always... Like you were saying earlier, it's always interesting to figure out, like... I, I like seeing other characters' points of view, but it's one... Roland. Roland, what Matt, Matt... Did you see all this in the glass? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, how, how did you get every side of the story? How do you know what Eldred did? Him talking to Cordelia, and... It's a, it's, a, it's a lot. I mean, yes, you could piece together him finding the Rook. Okay, you can make part of that story up in your head. Maybe, oh, I'm sure he went out to Sitgo. And that's it. Okay, that's There could fine. be some guesswork but, in some of this. But you could, you, there's a lot going on here, Roland. It's amazing, the storytelling. Yeah. How, how did you know his leg was getting worse as he kept going? <laughs> I mean, how did you know that he just wanted a drink and that's how he ended up with Coral? Like, I, I'm just confused. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of stuff you got going here, Roland. It's very interesting how you figured all this out. But anyways, as always, you can reach me at Stars on Travel, reach Amanda Casey, Pup, reach Joe Beyond Our Focus, everywhere including YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Maybe. Globe, globe, globe. Just, just stay away from pink crystal glasses. If, if you see us there, don't You know go, what? Don't uh, go. Any orbs stay away from. They're not very good. Pink isn't good. Black is even worse. Just don't go. Just, if you see us in there, it's not a good thing. Especially since most of them, you can only see bad things going on anyway. So if we're not there, just don't, just, just don't go. Yeah. Black number 13. No, just... Not good. Anyways, any final thoughts? Any comments? Oh, I think we're good. Like, subscribe. Comment. We'd appreciate that. Nonchalant. Yeah, well. Do it. Do it if you want to. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But, till next time, long days and pleasant nights. <laughs>